Hey there, and welcome to episode 78 of Let's Talk with Scoggs. This week, Tim from Souvenirs and I connected to discuss their new album, Love for the Lack of It. It is 10 tracks. There is a song on the album called Be Sweet that has been out for a little while that I love. And Tim and I got to chatting about some different struggles that he's been through, um, how his wife sounds like the most amazing support system, as well as his dog. We talk about our dogs a little bit. He also gives some great advice towards the end of the episode about how to better communicate with your partner. And another theme that, theme that came up is how to reach out to people when things are hard, especially You know, this year has been all kinds of ups and downs in different ways for all of us. And he touches on that a lot in the album. And I think the album will provide a lot of comfort. Uh, So definitely check it out. Love for the lack of it. It's out this Friday, October 23rd. But for now, here's episode 77 of Let's Talk with Scoggs with Tim of Souvenirs. How are you? I'm flustered, to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's take a big cleansing breath through our nose <laughs> okay, and okay. exhale out of your mouth. <laughs> <sighs> okay, this shouldn't be in. stressful. This should be fun. Don't worry about it. Oh, my computer was on 2%. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the headphones on. I got Great. the computer plugged in. Okay. I'm ready. Good. All right, just take a little, get cozy where you're sitting. I want you to be relaxed. I don't want you to be stressed. I got my coffee, so I'm Okay, good. perfect. <laughs> are you in California? Mm-hmm. Okay. What part of California are you in? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, great, I'm great, in a great. neighborhood called Los Feliz. Yeah. I used to live in LA. Um, my husband and I relocated to the great Oklahoma City, um, but I was in Los Angeles for 10 years. So, Whoa. Yeah, I put my time in. How long have you been there? I'm coming up on 10 years, I think. Yeah. I, I think I've been here for like nine, eight or nine. I don't know. My, uh, I'm really bad with time. <laughs> like, yeah. I get, I get, uh, I get crap from my wife all the time because I'll be like, oh, yeah, the other day when they said that. And she was like, that was yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, but if I say the other day, it encompasses all days before today. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I'm just trying to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost, I mean, this year has been a big time uh, puzzle for me as well. So I feel like I'm in that same boat too. Yeah. It's, this year has been a puzzle for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious because I've thought about it a lot, but um, I am such a different person. Like I grew up in Rhode Island and then I moved to Los Angeles to have like a complete 180 of my life and experiences and people and all that sort of stuff. And when we left, I was like, wow, 10 years ago, Sarah, LA changed her a lot in a lot of like really wonderful ways and challenged me in a lot of ways. Can you think of anything that's like been like 10, like almost 10 years ago, Tim, like how, how has LA been, um, like how has it influenced your life? Oh man. I mean, I've definitely become more patient as a person Mm. because I mean everybody talks about traffic and parking and whatnot but um yeah you I I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can approach the situation and I just took it as a 
like a, a learning process to mm. like learn patience and it sounds funny to say that about traffic but it's like you're gonna get there when you're gonna get there I don't know it's, it's kind of like a mindset you know like living in LA you're just like you know you're just gonna sit in traffic sometimes and it's infuriating but it's like okay now I get to I get to practice patience right no and that's a really valuable tool yeah, I I'll would... tell you what Tim from 10 years ago would not have told you that <laughs> He would have been like, I'm moving home. I'm moving back to, the, to Carpinteria. I'm moving back to the Santa Barbara area. No mm. traffic, just beach, nice weather. Yeah. No thank you. Yeah. And how has this year been for you? I mean, I've, I've gotten to chat with a lot of people that are, you know, release projects and are working on things. And some of them are used to touring and they've kind of been home. Some have you know, use it as an opportunity to work on projects that they didn't pay enough attention to or started new hobbies uh, or have just learned to just be home and be okay with being still. Have you found that you've learned anything this year through having to slow everything down? Um, well, it's funny because I already went through this. Mm. Like, <laughs> it sounds funny to say, but how everybody's like locked down and quarantine and stuff. And when this happened, the term new normal started getting thrown around a lot. Mm. But because of my um, autoimmune disease, because of my condition, like I already went through a huge like transition of ah. being stuck in my house for like a year and a half. And then like, coming to terms with a new reality that I wasn't going to be ever like I was before. Mm. So then when like the pandemic hit and coronavirus started getting crazy, I was like, Oh, I'm already, I'm ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well versed in this situation. Like I just did this and it was, yeah. and it was like frustrating for a little bit because now like that I'm on a medication that allows me to be active. It's like, um, I don't know, a little bit yeah. frustrating, but I, it's all just, I don't know. It's just yeah. so hard to express like what I feel, mm. um, like as far as like vulnerability goes, just like, this is what I feel and I can't help it. But yeah. then I feel guilty for feeling some, some of the ways that I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I really do. <laughs> it's like, I, I want to really go on a run. And that's like what I'm upset about. And yeah. there's people who don't have houses and it's a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. And it's like, what the, I, oh, I almost cussed. I'm sorry. I have that's okay. You can cuss. That's fine. <laughs> it's just like, what the, like, what are the real priorities here? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Do you, I have struggled a lot in the past. I don't know, maybe since 2016. I don't know if there was a big shift in the world in that year, but I have just been overwhelmed with things that are, you know, out of my control, then I can find ways that it is in my control. My brain sort of, sort of spirals sometimes and my anxiety just like manifests into me cleaning everything that's already been cleaned and like having to move my body to like get rid of that like adrenaline and that what my brain is doing to me and kind of like sifting through what here is important, what can you affect and what 
I kind of like let manifest into like a bigger thing that it's not really. Um, and I think this year there's been even more that has been very obvious that there's, you know, different stuff going on that we can, you know, have a positive impact on, not let it seep into my everyday life. And I've just like really had a hard time with that. Um, I feel like I've gotten a handle on it, even being able to talk about it and not articulate it very well, I guess, but sort of start to share rather than keep it all inside and communicating better and that sort of thing. Um, it makes me wish that I could write music because <laughs> I've like listened to your music and I think of like, what a beautiful gift. If you do have a busy brain, if you do have a lot of thoughts that you can put them and share them in such a beautiful way that somebody like me will listen to and think like, oh, this is what I wish I could release, but at least someone took care of it for me. Ah, uh, I love that. Yeah. Do you feel like, a, it's like a superpower. Like, do you feel that way about it? Well, it's it's funny because I was recently just talking to a friend about something similar. Mm. Um, we were just talking about our perception of success. And mm. before, like with the band, we were like, okay, we have to make a living from this band. Like we're going all in and like, we just want to, we want to do the band. And that, what that meant when I was younger is totally different than what that means now. Because now my perception of success would be to like honestly express the feelings that I have in a way that people can relate to. Mm -hmm. And affect them in a positive way like if I can do that and put that out into the world and if and affect one person in a positive way then like that's a success to me and it might sound cheesy but it's like I don't care (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like I'm now to the point where it's like I've gone through so much crazy stuff that it's like oh I don't I just don't really care anymore about Mm. what people think I'm just trying to do what feels right like Mm. what just intrinsically feels like I should be doing for people like for all all of us because we all need help so it's like I think that I have this quote-unquote gift you could say and if I can just I don't know say something that in a way that um somebody couldn't articulate themselves like you said and make them feel understood then I'm doing something right and that makes me feel good yes it should it's I mean it's why I I recognize my own skill set I can't write a song I can sing in the shower that's about it but I've always just loved music that allowed me to sing along in the car and like say what I needed to say really loudly and most of the time really beautifully. And it just feels like such a release. And then remember live concerts, like that is a whole like other layer to it. Um, And this year I thought to myself, like this would be the year that I maybe uncovered a secret songwriting ability just because there have been so many feelings and there have been so many thoughts Um, so when I get to chat with people like you that do have that gift, I'm always curious, like, how does that feel? Like, what do you work through, through songwriting? Like, and then now you've got this whole album that's coming out and it's, you know, full of all of these, these different messages. Um, so I just, I I know how it feels from my side. I 
I'm always curious about what it feels like from someone like yours perspective. Um, to, to be able to like create, just like create and also that you're going to release it, you know, like I might be able to string together a couple chords and like some, something cute and think like, Oh, I wrote a song, but I'm not going to share it. I'm not, it's not my, you know, my, my livelihood. Um, and you're consistently like writing these songs and putting things out and we're on the brink of putting out another piece of work. Um, and I'm just curious, is that scary? Is that exhilarating? I mean, um, it's, I, I'm very excited because this record was supposed to come out a long time ago, mm. but um, things changed, <laughs> you know, yep. with, with everything. And there honestly will never be like a perfect time. I don't know. That's like another one of those things that I learned mm-hmm. um, over this span of like the last few years of being sick and stuff like that is that it's never going to be the perfect time to do anything like to release a record, to release a single, to like, we released this last single, Be Sweet. And around the same time that the Brianna Taylor ruling was dropped and we were talking about it with the label and it was like, Jesus, if it comes out on the same day, like nobody's going to hear the song. But like at that point in time, does it even fucking matter? Right. You know, it's like, I'm like, I feel so stupid trying to get people to listen to my little dumb song while such large things are happening. Right. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, this is going to come out and I don't like, I don't think that we're, as long as we continue to use our platform to bring to like shine light on the injustices that are happening in our country every day, then, you know, we should keep doing what we're doing. I feel right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a, it's, it is a, such a strange time to release music. And so the feeling is like, when you ask, how do I feel about it? Like I feel a straight up a thousand different ways. <laughs> like I'm Sorry. excited and I'm ashamed and I'm nervous and I'm like so happy mm. and I'm so sad that the songs came out like exactly the way they did. And they're oh. so, I love them. I love these songs, but for them to be created, terrible things happened. Yeah. So it's, it's like this <sighs> struggle with like, I think that as I get older, there was a big like reckoning with feeling two feelings at the same time Mm. where it's like, I'm so often like I'm sad and I'm happy at the same time. And that I feel like is the thesis of souvenirs, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like happy, sad music as cheesy as that sounds. But I, I mean, those feelings can coexist and they often do. Right. So that's kind of yeah. how I feel about this record coming out. I'm, I'm happy yeah. and nervous and excited and I'm sad and, you know, life is kind of devastating, like in general, but we have yeah. nothing but to move forward. Right. Well, it's interesting because I had a chance to look at um, an IGTV you did 
I don't know when it was. I, 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 I watched it today. And your message was to get more comfortable and used to reaching out to people because you may have a positive influence and you could completely change their week, their day. You know, we're all going through something. So reach out to people. Yeah. Totally. Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to or reach out to a friend that you talk to all the time. Um, how, how have you been with like this year, everything changed yeah. and we're trying to reach out to people more. And I think initially when, I mean, at least from my perspective, when everything happened, I was like on overdrive. Are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on over there? What's going on over there? And then <laughs> I was exhausted. I was like, oh gosh, there's nothing really left in the tank for me. So I was curious about how you balance that really beautiful message of reaching out to people, sharing positivity, because you don't even realize what a beautiful impact that could have. But then also making sure that you reserve a little bit in your own tank because you're also experiencing X, Y, and Z. So how yeah. do you balance that out? I think that to balance that out, you have to come to terms with the idea that um, you rest as I think I, I see this like floating around on the on the internet and I, I feel like I would do it and not be able to put like a like a title to it but you rest as rhythm and not as escape oh. so you have to feel comfortable like taking time away and setting down your phone and being like, okay, I'm just going to like check out for a minute just so I can recoup and just like check in with yourself and make sure that you're doing okay. Because so often like we just subject ourselves to all these gnarly like evils that are just like take up our feed every day. And there's no shortage of things that are happening in the world that are terrible for us to read about and see about mm. and hear about. So, um, yeah, just being able to understand that, like, you just need to rest and take time away from that. And it's not as an escape, you know, and you shouldn't feel guilty for taking time to, like, be okay with yourself and make sure that your mental health is there. And mm -hmm. then, you know, once you feel like, okay, like, I've had a minute to breathe. Now, I'm going to go back into it. And I'm going to continue to do the work that needs to be done. Yeah. I need to work on that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a, you'll never reach the end. There's no goal, you know? Yeah. It's one of those, it's not like a, you'll never be the best at it. It's just one of those, it's like, you know, it's like, I talked to my wife about like the communication in our relationship and like that is our main like thing is just an, a really open level of communication. And honestly, it's just my thing hmm. with people, like my platonic relationships and my romantic relationship with my wife. It's just having a very open communication with people hmm. because that's all, like that's how we express ourselves and being able to recognize when people are just expressing out of emotion and it doesn't matter if what they're saying is necessarily right but just making people feel validated in how they feel is important yeah gosh if this is the mindset you were in when a lot of these songs were written 
I'm in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is straight up like therapy album. And yeah. it's, I, I don't want to say that it's like selfish, but it's very like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I would say self-indulgent, but it's, it's very like, okay, these are the, these are the issues that I need to deal with. And then, okay, here's a song about this issue. And it's basically just me like working it out. Like yeah. Be Sweet, the song that we just released as a single was about my relationship with Amanda, my wife, and about how like we got married. And then like three or four months later, I like my, I woke up and basically all my joints were swollen and stiff. Oh. And we went and I had just lost my health insurance because we got married. And it was like the perfect storm of I lost my mobility. Like I couldn't tie my shoes or like get dressed. And we were paying out of pocket to see all these doctors. And like within a matter of months, I was pretty much like bedridden. I couldn't like Ugh. do anything. Amanda was completely taking care of me. We were thousands of dollars in debt from having to pay out of pocket for these hospital bills. There was no like, no, like all the doctors were like, this is you now. <laughs> it was so oh, gnarly. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was so gnarly to hear that. And they're like, oh, this is just your new normal. And I'm like, when will I get better? And they're like, no, you have oh. to understand that you may never be how you were before this. So me having to deal with that and then basically like having to understand that Amanda is dealing with that as well mm. and that she has to process these things like taking the role of the head of the household and you know things like that it's like th that's what be sweet was about just processing all of this like emotion and information and I'm like a very like logical person when it comes to like argument and stuff like that hmm. and there was a point in time where Amanda was like I don't care if you're right I need you to be sweet and I'm Aww. like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, well I'm glad that you had I'm glad that you married the right person is basically what that is what that tells me she is undoubtedly the right person yeah well that's that's really beautiful how long have you guys been married? We just celebrated three years, uh, September 3rd. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Wow. Well, good on her. Go, Amanda. Really stepping up. Oh, really she taking is, those vows she, seriously. She's a beast. <laughs> and did, she, did like, how did you share the song with her for the first time? Well, she doesn't, like, <laughs> she doesn't really... Um, I'm trying to think how to put this. Like she hears every song as it's like unfolding. I see. Because we have like an, like a quote unquote office where <laughs> she like works. She's a hairstylist like, mm. and, um, runs like a salon. So she's working at one desk and then I have my amp and my pedals and my guitar and my keyboard and my computer and like my little like recording station that is I'm sitting here now and it's probably about three feet from her desk. <laughs> <laughs> so she literally hears every Everything. song as it unfolds. 
but like I won't like it's so funny because like I'll still be subconscious not not subconscious self-conscious in front of her like I won't be like writing lyrics and be like I don't want to sing that like I'll wait till like we're not in the same room so I can really like kind of flesh out these ideas that I'm thinking of sure but it's vulnerable um, yeah it, it it is and like we're all about vulnerability for sure but I just want to like this the process is so messy yeah you know so oh. I just want there to be some sort of refinement before she hears like the song but also right. she's had a handful of songs written about her so I think she may be um you know getting a little used to it <laughs> <laughs> Well, based on this, just I have the track listing, and just based on some of the names of the songs, I'm very ready for it. So, um, love for the lack of it, also a very interesting title, like the semantics of that. Love for the lack of it. Yeah, that so. the title actually came from. Um, I I got the idea for it. I was watching that Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh. Whenever that came out, which was absolutely heartbreaking and amazing, but um, yeah, he, at some point in the movie, he says "love" or "the lack of it," mm. and I thought he said "love for the lack of it," and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing!" And then I think I actually was like talking to Amanda, and I'm like, "Yeah, he says this," and she's like, "I don't think he says that." <laughs> <laughs> I like went back and checked it and she was right. Mostly right. Honestly, she's probably right 80% of the time. So even the times that I am right, I'm like, ah, she's probably right. (laughs) But yeah, I went back and checked it and I was like, oh damn, she's right. And I was like, I'm, I'm like love for the lack of it just hit me. Like I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It just like was one of those, like we were talking about earlier where uh it was like a feeling I had but couldn't articulate. Yeah. So well I'm very excited for to hear all of it and take it for a drive. That's like my favorite thing in the fall is to have a new album, put it in the car and just drive somewhere. So that's what's gonna happen. I'm very excited. Oh it's no uh it's no mistake that most that like a lot of our records I feel like have come out in the winter or the fall. Yeah. I love it. Those are my favorite seasons. Yeah. Um, So we typically play a little game on the show. It's kind of like just to get to know you a little bit better as Tim, just like as the guy. Um, So this game is called Overshare. Would you like to play? It's very easy. Oh, yeah. I'm all about oversharing. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So um, I've got a bag here with like random grab bag questions. Some are really silly. Some are more meaningful um, and I'm going to pull out, trying to see how much time I've got. I'm going to pull out two and I'll read them to you. And the idea is that we're both meant to overshare on these questions. Okay. So the first one is, if you could have any animal as a pet, what animal would you choose? Whoa. Any animal. And I would say... We have all of the resources to give this animal the best possible life it could ever have. Okay, that's a good distinction. Yes. Um, hmm. Honestly, like I, I, 
one of my favorite <laughs> things on on tour is um, I call it spotting game. Mm. It's like seeing deer and, and like just animals on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I know this is going to sound insane, but okay. maybe <laughs> a cow. Aw. Like I love cows. I think that Like a dairy cow? Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. just a cow that you see um, like running. Like I take this drive up to um, – up to this town called Mammoth Lakes to go snowboard and hike and stuff all the time. And yeah. there's some like open like cow pastures. And during the fall, I guess it's like the time in which cows are born. Cause you'll see like these young cows just like frolicking through the fields. And I'm like, Oh my God, I love that. Aww. So if I could have like just a cow that would follow me around and I could take it to the coffee shop and <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how the cow would like, maybe like, maybe like ride it every once in a while. I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> vegan, but I don't know how that would line up. Maybe if the cow was okay with it. That'd be cute. I honestly, see that. yeah, it would be cool. Like my wife told me that she grew up on a farm and they used to have this cow named Samson <gasps> and he would follow them. Like they, like it was, it was born in like a crazy situation where it almost died. So they had to like bottle feed the cow and the cow became like, their pet and he would like come up walk up on the porch and like try to get into the house because he didn't know that he was like oh. a 400 pound cow you know what I mean oh. and he would like he would like play fetch with this big like exercise ball and stuff like that and I'm like he's like a dog cow yeah oh and then the family sold him to be slaughtered oh okay <laughs> 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 I just had the cutest imagery and then it got really dark. Dude, yeah. Uh, it's that's what I mean. <laughs> Life is super happy and sad at the same time. She just didn't know like what was happening. She didn't yeah. she couldn't understand at that young age. Oh but boy. I think now things would be different. So yeah, yeah, I would say I would want I would want a Samson for us. A cow. A cow dog. Yeah. Um when this I think I may have answered this one before but I can't remember what my answer was so today my answer would be I would like a baby goat and I feel like my dog would love this baby goat and they would just be best friends and they would snuggle and they could run around in our yard and we could teach them the same tricks so they could like sit at the same time that sounds amazing. maybe like be like little best friends. We don't have a farm, but we do have like a bit of a yard. In Los Angeles, we had zero yard. But I, I understand in this scenario, we have all the resources for all the animals. But yeah. little those little miniature baby goats are just so sweet. And they're kind of like they have that dog vibe where they'll like maybe they'll oh, sit absolutely. with you and snuggle you. Yeah. So, yeah. I think my, I, have a, I have an Australian shepherd and I think that oh. she, would, she would love a cow. That's a big she brother. would hurt it all day. <laughs> yeah, she hurts us. So I'm sure she would. She's literally sitting next to me with she has this thing where like we she used to like nip a lot when she was a puppy. Mm-hmm. So we would teach her to pick up toys and put stuff <gasps> in her mouth. Smart. Nip. And but now when we do laundry, she takes the socks and just walks around with them in her mouth. Aww. Which is not a big deal. But then we have tons of pairs of mismatched socks now. <laughs> And since I'm the only one home, she's just sitting here next to me with two pairs of socks in her mouth. Oh, four cute. socks total. 
<laughs> I've got a dog sitting behind sitting by me that is just like she keeps rubbing herself on the carpet, like rolling around <laughs> like a I don't know what she's doing. But dogs are the best. I'm glad I at least have a dog if I can't have a goat. Oh yeah. Wendy got a song on the record actually. <gasps> Which one? Um uh When the Bloom Fades is what the song oh. is called. Amazing. Yeah, the song is basically about how she overheats during summer. Oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, about like the the timeline, like you know how like she for sure won't live as long as me, and I'll watch her die. Oh, yeah, yeah. I try not to think about that, but I know uh, that that's gonna happen. I know. My dog's only three. Oh, so, so that's Wendy. Wendy's three too. Oh, they're the same age. You could have a little pup friend, Moon. You and Wendy. <laughs> She's like, who's Wendy? She's looking at me. Um, okay, so the last little bit, and I think you're going to be awesome at this because you kind of already touched on it, is that we give advice. So somebody has written in, they're all anonymous. It's not for you specifically. It's just kind of luck of the draw. Um, so this segment is called Asking for a Friend. And somebody had written in asking for advice on how to better communicate with their partner. So as if you were giving advice to a friend of yours, what advice would you give to someone who's asking for strategies or tips or things to think about when they're trying to establish better communication with their partner? Oh, man, this is right up my alley. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> thought so. Um, I would say uh, being like – giving the relationship or your partner space to be vulnerable and not judge them on the way that they feel. Mm. I was trying to like, my wife and I were actually talking about this last night. Like I think probably two or three times a week, we just talk about like things. I don't know that are like kind of, kind of serious. And I think that just giving the partner space to like express themselves and on like the third, I think, I think it's like the third level of communication where it's mm-hmm. just like emotional and it's not really fact-based. Mm, um, the like self-disclosure part where you're just like in the, the thick of it. Yeah, exactly. These are the feelings. Yeah. Like this is how I feel. I mm. can't really control this, but this is how I feel. And like, I just want you to know that I feel like this. So that way... Um, you know, we can move forward and be able to openly communicate with each other in an honest and vulnerable way. Like those are, I feel for me, like the key to my relationship with my wife is our like level of communication is just always on 10. And it's not like we've reached this, we're like advanced professionals at communication but it's like something that we'll never stop like progressing towards because it is the lifeblood of our marriage a hundred percent being like like completely honest and like you know openly communicating right and I think that you mentioned something that's important is that you as on the receiving end of it are very like generous with allowing that space for your partner like you said that they know that it's a safe place, that they know they can share. They're not going to be judged or made fun of, or you're not going to think less of them for sharing how they feel. I think establishing that 
is super important as well. So that was a good thing to bring up. Absolutely. Just being able to like, that, I mean, that is, that's like, I feel like true love when somebody can be vulnerable and honest with you and you basically like almost like surrender a part of your, of the part of yourself that wants to like make the logical argument. Like mm. that part, that tick in your brain where it's like, ah, you're wrong. Surrendering that for the sake of your partner's feelings is very important. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Well, you're very good at giving advice. Good job. You did it. <laughs> um, I want to give you the last bit here to make sure that everybody knows where to go, what to listen to, what to stream, what to buy. So the floor is yours. Is this like, uh, am I supposed to like, um, whatever plug, you want, plug my this, record or can I like anything you want to other bands? If you want to tell people to go register to vote that you can also include that in here. This is whatever you want to say. Okay. Well, yeah, I would start off with register to vote. <laughs> Instagram makes that very easy. Yeah. Just click on one of those buttons or whatever that comes up all the time. Yeah. Um, this is the hardest part of the interview. <gasps> sorry. I I'm know. so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan of the band or if something we've said piques your interest, then check out the record. Understand yeah. if you don't. I don't want to be too pushy with it. You know, it's, hey, it's not for everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be for you. Like, we're a select few, some weirdos. So. Um, yeah. yeah, it just, it, it's all love. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. And you guys are on like Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, sorry. I should have said that. We're on Instagram no, okay. and Twitter and, uh, we are, we are not on Facebook anymore. Our Facebook nice. got hacked by, a, um, of course. like a Taiwanese like clothing company. So, um, oh, if you need gosh. to get in touch with us, <laughs> Facebook. Hit us up at souvenirsca at gmail.com or Instagram. And I really did love that Instagram live. I don't know. It it was a recent one that you did and you were just like talking. Um, I loved that. And I was like, that's, I was so, I'm like, I can't believe I get to chat with him today because you're just so great. So um, I don't know if you feel like insecure about, excuse me, doing that, but I loved it. I think it makes it easier to feel your own feelings when somebody else is sharing theirs. So it's so gnarly like that. Like I, I, I think I touched on that in the, in the live where I'm just like, I, I truly don't want to do that, but I do feel this like internal pressure to like, make sure that my people are doing okay. Yeah. And by my people, I mean anybody who like we affect, Yeah. you know, or anybody who's looking for like a positive influence. Yeah. Well, it helped me this morning. So <laughs> that's, that's great. I love go. to hear that. You got one. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited for, you know, the album. And then eventually I hope you'll come to Oklahoma city and play a show so I can feel all the feelings and we definitely life. will. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's some good coffee in Oklahoma city. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan. It's a of great coffee. little town. I'm excited. We've only been here for three months, but I'm really leaning in. I'm enjoying it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, say hello to your cute pup and your what sounds like the most amazing woman that you've married. Thank you for your time and congratulations on putting out this new music. 
thank you for having me, Sarah. I appreciate of it. Of course. Yes, have a great day. Thanks, you too. Bye. Goodbye.